Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Bet MGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CAPITAL200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with Bet MGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CAPITAL200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CAPITAL200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Wrestling Radio. It is Monday night. It is an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. As the past few weeks have indicated, we have got holy crap news to cover, including one that really just stunned the hell out of me. Um, we got a lot of different things to go, go over as far as WWE, All Elite Wrestling, uh, Impact Wrestling, all of these different things happening all at the same time. And who's going to cover it? That's myself, Stan Grubb, and the tag team partners that are joining me right now. Rob Hefner is here. I have. Oh, he's I here. Holy here. Here. He's here. And he's here. in living color. And, of course, the one, the only, the doctor is in, Brian Taylor. Hey, what's up? Hey, Stan, before we get too far along, I'm a little parched. When I get parched, I like to have me a nice, cool... Mountain Dew. Oh, there he goes. Do the Dew, baby. Do the Dew. I guess it's like when we put it out in the ether to make it so, right? That's right. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> Guys, we, we have got 
I mean, past couple of weeks has just been crazy news-wise. Not just with new signings, although we do have a lot to talk about when it comes to that. We've also got some releases that happened that have just been really just abnormal, out of the ordinary to me, just like what the hell kind of moments, and that would include what we found out about this past weekend, and that is the release of The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, gone from WWE as of Saturday. The post was initially posted on Twitter, where they wished him well in his future endeavors, then deleted. I guess maybe somebody had jumped the gun and then reposted. Um, Rob, we'll start with you. Initial thoughts on the release of Bray Wyatt. I just feel like WWE shit in the bed now. I mean, like, as a WWE fan back in the day, you know what I mean? Like, from early days, like, it just... It seems like creative and the finance side aren't talking to each other. You know, because the ones they're keeping, they have no creative for and the ones they're getting rid of are ones that there's a lot left to the story. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, I'm sitting here watching Nia Jax and like, you can't tell me the real reason she's still employed is because of her cousin. Oh, you know, I mean, yeah. you cut, you cut how many decent female talent and now you're, we're stuck watching Nia. And so, not a fan of the classic, you know, clinics that Nia Jack puts Nia Jax puts on. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> very succinct. No. no, and it has nothing to do with. Before anybody gets hating, it's nothing to do with her size. It's just I've never liked her character. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go from the "I'm here to take over" to "I'm being bullied" to "I'm going to bully you" to "I'm taking over again." I mean. Pick a storyline, pick a character, but that's just me. I mean, I just feel like, you know, I don't feel like Triple H is really in the know. Like, maybe he's at the beach. Maybe he's still mad and Vince isn't talking to him because he didn't pick up the check. I don't know. Interesting you say that. There's a, a going story that apparently that's why he and Vince are just not on speaking terms. All about not picking up a check. Brian, Bray Wyatt gets let go this weekend. I mean, what was your thoughts when it first got announced? Uh, I, I would just like to ask Rob if he thinks, because he made the comment about shit in the bed. So was this like WCW end of days shit in the bed? Or do you think it's just the WWE's version of shit in the bed? Well, I mean, if you look at WCW end of days, they didn't get rid of anybody. They just hired everybody. You know? And it's just honest, you know, as as a guy who's been a fan, like, I just like wrestling. So I watch, you know, I watch AEW, I watch WWE. Hell, my favorite wrestling so far last couple years has been Lucha Underground, but it's gone. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, 
it just does. It seems like they're fi- WWE's finally getting to that point of we don't know what we're doing. So. That's a strong statement, but many would agree. I think a lot of fans are inclined to agree with you, Rob, that, that WWE just doesn't seem to have their finger on any kind of pulse uh, as to what the fans want, what people want to see, and what talent wants. Well, I will put a warning out there like I did last a couple weeks ago, is all these people that want these WWE people to jump to AEW, then they got to be careful because AEW quickly have the problem of so many people and not enough time to tell the story. Well, here's the thing, and this is where this is where AEW is seemingly parting from what, and some fans have compared it to WCW, but they're parting from that comparison when you look at AEW having, one, a more open canvas as far as creative is, creative is concerned. In other words, you've got the freedom to do what you want to do as far as the talent is concerned, but you also have the guidance of knowing exactly who's in charge and that's not changing. Like, you don't find stories right now of, well, Cody said that we should do this, and Kenny said we should do this. No, it's pretty much Tony Khan and his his brain trust of booking, and, and that has been the way it's been since it started. Um, until we're told otherwise, that's the, that's the way the process works there. Um not to mention as the as the brand is growing rampage elevation and dark AEW is almost almost in a situation where if they wanted to I don't think they'll ever do it but if they wanted to they could do a brand split um, I think it's too early for a brand split so that to me, the good thing about AEW or what AEW does with the talent is not everybody is showcased each week, mm-hmm. right? Except for a few a few people. Mm-hmm. So even even the Bucks and Omega have gone for a week or two and not been on TV, other than you know like a promo or something, right? If you go back and look at some of these matches, especially in the last uh, four or five months. Probably, you know, since the beginning, there are weeks where their biggest stars are not on there. Mm-hmm. And that allows others to, for that night to have the spotlight. Um, but again, they, they do have, you know, a Monday show, a Tuesday show, Wednesday, and soon Friday. And. There's a lot of people that get a lot of exposure on those shows. And at the end of the day, I don't think it's really going to hurt. Like it, So I don't think there's a lot of egos involved. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of them just want to apply their craft. And they want to get paid for it and get paid well. And I don't think a lot of them really care if it's on, you know, the Internet on Monday or Tuesday Mm -hmm. or TNT on Wednesday and what is it, TBS on Friday? Is that it, TBS? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's right now with the way they're doing developmental for AEW and wow, um, Nia Jax is either bleeding from the ear or bleeding from the face or the, no, that's the eye. Right above her. 
Yeah, that's nasty. Um, however, getting back to it, with AEW, their their developmental has been dark and elevation. You know, if you really look at it, they 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 sprinkle in some, we'll say, main roster talents there to keep drawing in the consistent viewer. But nine times out of ten, you've got you know Bear Country and you've got uh, Kylan King and who's now on the main roster, uh, Layla Hirsch moving in and, and getting that attention, just like you said, Brian. And I feel like they're doing it in a way that, honestly, this is probably what we were seeing back in the day when we had the Power Hour and Main Event, Saturday Night, and Nitro. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I get the vibe of what WCW was doing when things were going the way it was supposed to. Well, I, I mean, even, even I think, and Rob, you can help me with this. Even the WWE back in the day, mm-hmm. right? When you yeah. had Shotgun Saturday Night, or no, yeah, was it Saturday Night? Shotgun Saturday Night? Who was that? Yeah, was Shotgun that? Saturday Night, and you had USA, like All-American Wrestling. Right, you had a yeah. Sunday show. Um, I mean, and but, like, I know Hogan wouldn't show up on Shotgun Saturday Night, right? But their Intercontinental Champion could be on that instead of being on the the main show on Monday. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? Which ultimately tries to get fans to tune into those shows. Right. But, again, I, to me, as long as everybody understands that your craft is being put out there and everybody's cool with it, I don't, you know, I don't think you're going to have a problem yet. And especially if the dark and elevation and the Friday show grow. Because I can very easily see Friday, I think it's, what, one hour now? Is it one hour? Or is it two? The Friday show I mean, I can is see going to be two hours. All right. So no, no, no. I can you, see I'm that. I'm sorry. You said one yeah, hour. It's one hour. One hour. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. I can see it growing to a two hour. I can then see it moving to a primetime spot which now you have two primetime shows mm-hmm. and that'll give more people the ability to be on, um, you know, primetime TV. Uh, a lot of times too with AEW is once a feud ends, you know, you will see a new feud start with different people and they may be showcasing on this feud. Well, there's there's the one strength that I see not not that there's only one, but one of the major strengths I see with the storytelling that's happening on Wednesdays is frankly it is a consistent delivery of okay here's how it started here's where we are now and here's how this ends like you're not the constant conversation that involves WWE booking is the fifty fifty booking of who's winning and who's losing. You don't have that concern or question in AEW. You don't have that concern or question of, you know, is Paige and Omega really going to go at it or is this going to get stretched out? No, because you actually can see that they're building something versus the, I mean, like the bringing bringing Goldberg back again. Like, why? Like, and, and not to say that Goldberg's not a Hall of Famer because that's not an argument, but. You have so uh, really you can keep it up. You have so many people <laughs> that you could put in the ring with them at least for now 
that would make better sense. And meanwhile, we got you know guys like Mason T-Bar taking up space. These are the examples that stand out to people. It's or the two people that were with Drew McIntyre. Like, what? Why the hell are they there? Exactly. Exactly. So we're seeing people that, yeah, okay, you you can make the the claim that they're trying to create new stars. I'll, I'll give you that much. I don't think you're doing anything to reinforce it, and I don't think it shows in any better of an example than what's what happened with Bray Wyatt. Because Bray Wyatt is a guy that, you know, in NXT, he let's let's go to the beginning. He starts as Husky Harris, okay? As Husky Harris, he gets part of the part of the Nexus, the I guess you could say the second round of Nexus talent. Buried there. He doesn't last. Comes out as Bray Wyatt in NXT. A huge, innovative, just very smartly built character. Comes to the main roster. Has a hell of a build. And then he ends up facing John Cena. And right after he faces John Cena, amazingly enough, Bray Wyatt has nothing else to do. Why? You put him with Matt Hardy. Suddenly, him and Matt Hardy get over. And as soon as Matt Hardy is gone, Bray Wyatt has nothing to do. You rebuild him again. You give him the Firefly Funhouse. You give him a character in The Fiend. And there's a lot of commentary going on right now that The Fiend creation was a partnership of Bray and some some of the writers. So Bray brings you a character that makes your company a lot of money in merchandise and toys, games, you name it. But again, you get him to a top-level feud with Randy Orton, and I'd say you could qualify that as top-level, and he loses inexplicably. There's no logic behind why it happened, but it does. It happens at WrestleMania. You can instead give him Alexa Bliss, who basically takes over his character. And, no, not you, Alexa. I'm talking about Alexa Bliss. <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be funny? Wouldn't it be funny if we come out to find out that Bray Wyatt has been released, but the Fiend is still there? No. Like, he comes but out. It wouldn't surprise oh. me. <laughs> it, it wouldn't surprise so- me if they tried somebody else behind the mask. Yeah, but I, I think this goes back to, though, what we talked about last week mm-hmm. and the superstars. Right, right, with the megastar or not. Right. Now, would you, if both of you can help me here. Like, give me somebody that came out to his acclaim right from Jump Street, coming from NXT. Who's the last one? I mean, he literally, they strapped a rocket to his back. Remember the first time we come out? Lights go out. Mm-hmm. There go all the cell phones. Right. The fireflies. The fireflies. Because they couldn't, they tried to get him bad and it didn't work. Yeah, they tried to, they, Vince, Vince tried to control the narrative. I think Bray probably breaks loose. And Vince doesn't want that to happen. And then Vince does everything he can to keep him down. But he just keeps pushing through. 
I, I, I mean, it's absolutely crazy that you have. And I'm sorry, but I think Bray is a megastar. He's got the talent. He's got the size. He's got the charisma. If you had turned him loose, you could be making money. Mm-hmm. But they screwed him on every turn. Every turn, yep. When they and built I, him up with the Wyatt family, then they're boom. Oh, no, no. Yep. And honestly, I, I think it's when he come out that first time in Vince's mind, he was like, oh, crap. This is going to hurt. And then he does everything imaginable to bury that guy. So to I was reading, end with WrestleMania. I was reading some feedback from Tyler Breeze, um, where he's talking about what frustrated him in the most frustrating times of his career. And he talks about how, you know, it always frustrated him to hear people complain because they felt like there was bad creative. They felt like there was bad, um, not enough opportunity and that they deserved to have a chance. And he says that basically, you know, you signed a, you signed a piece of paper for a certain amount of money to sit on a bench and you get used if you get used. If they choose not to use you, it's it doesn't mean I can go on social media and bitch and complain. So here's the thing. It's a viable opinion from Tyler Breeze, who honestly had multiple opportunities and very similar to Bray, was taken out of TV for no explicable reason. We end up getting to a situation now, though, where Bray Wyatt was remarkably quiet and loyal to WWE his entire time. I mean, really, as many things that happened to him, Bray Wyatt could have gone on social media and done just what Breeze was complaining about what others have done. He could have gone on there complaining. He could have said the creative sucked, but he never did it. As a matter of fact, he did everything he was told to do and asked to do. Like every twist and turn. I, I, I don't know if I call it loyalty, but the guy did, out of respect to his job, and I assume his boss, everything in his power to stay in in a, in a creative mindset. Yeah, but I, I mean, you also have to realize, too, okay, that Tyler Breeze may have drunk a little too much of the Kool-Aid. The kid had talent. Mm-hmm. Him and Fandango were over. Maybe not, like, the, you know, over-over, but they were over. And again, what happens to them? Mm-hmm. But these guys that that have their careers just pulled out from under them have a right to go on social media and bitch and complain, especially if they had nothing to do with it. Let, let's take Miro, right? Mm-hmm. Let's take Miro. When he was Rusev, right? And they, Rusev Day, got the loudest chance in the building night in and night out what do you do you pull the rug right out from under him you could have put the world title either one of them the universal world whatever you want to call it on him and he'd have made you money especially during that time nope mm -mm, nope we can't have this shink 
Aiden English gone. His wife. Oh, let's put her with Bobby Lashley. Oh, that yeah. And, uh, I mean, his stardom plummeted with that feud right there. And the question is why? And a guy like Miro, who was making that company probably a boatload of money. I mean, they got my $20 for a T-shirt. And I don't just buy wrestling T-shirts. And Yank. Well, and, and then the other part, I mean, when it comes to Miro, just a natural, innate charisma that he has. I mean, what was it that he said this past Wednesday, Brian, that he is grateful for a double-jointed wife and a vengeful God? <laughs> yes. I mean, you don't get gems like that from guys that don't know how to get a reaction, that guys that don't know how to perform at a top-tier kind of level. And, and granted, I mean, it's a funny comment, but – the, the point remains that, especially in a guy like Miro's case, I think that's a great example. You look at someone who has just seemingly limitless potential and delivers when put in a position to deliver. His match against John Cena, say what you want about John Cena actually winning. Um, you know, Some people agree, some people disagree. I, I don't really know where I stand with that. But what I can tell you is that their matchup, Cena and, and Rusev, at WrestleMania was great. It told a good story. It was a solid matchup, and it proved that Miro Rusev belonged in the ring with a guy like John Cena. So regardless of how you feel about who won, it still proved the point. And yet, what happened after? Suddenly, he's not on TV with a guy like John Cena. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, the list goes on and on. And they have a right to bitch and moan and complain after not employed with the company. So, let me ask you, because the, this isn't the only release we would hear about today, as a matter of fact. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about the next one that came up here in just a moment. But with a guy like Bray Wyatt, who, you know... It's not really our business to speculate on his mental health, but there's a lot of rumors that was out there that he took time off to grieve, which makes perfect sense. Um, but also that medically he was not cleared. He had just recently been cleared and was scheduled to come back at, at SummerSlam. And they essentially, after he got cleared, told him, no, we're letting you go due to budget cuts. Let's back up a moment here. Let's remember that WWE is a billion-dollar company. Right, So it's not million, it's billion, with a big old capital B. They're getting ready to go back in October to the Middle East for another uh, show in, I think it's Jeddah. And they're getting ready to, here this, this fall, do another season premiere, which means they're going to get a bonus out from Fox, they're going to get a bonus payout from NBC Universal, not to mention the 54 million subscribers that Peacock has now that the network, I'm sure, moving over to Peacock is going to give them some degree of dividend. So they're getting money out of this. They're still seeing, you know, sponsorship from Snickers and all of these top dollar companies. So how the hell is this a budget cut issue? It's not. It's just what they're hiding behind. 
and they just need to because I truly believe that the bean counters are trying to make WWE look good and profitable or whatever. Because I'm not totally convinced that Vince wouldn't sell the company. Like, I think that he, like, Vince is the type of guy that, and I know we've talked about, like, selling it, not selling it, whatever. But Vince is the type of guy, I'm convinced that he is, he would much rather sell the company to somebody else than let Triple H and Stephanie have it. Because... You know, because if you notice, the ones he's getting rid of lately are, the, are you know, some of them that don't make sense are all that came through NXT that were made through NXT. You know, it's like, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's time they stopped hiding behind the whole budget cuts thing because it's, it's, it's bullshit from the jump. And we all know it is. I mean, he signed a billion dollar deal for the network. He signed a billion-dollar deal with the Middle East. I mean, that's $2 billion right there. Um, how much money does the old man need? You know? Yeah, but, but financially, it's not, you know, we, we've got to save money. Financially, we've got to cut costs. Seriously? Like, what cost? What money? What is costing you that much? Is it the pyrotechnics? Is that what it is, Vince? Are you telling me the pyrotechnics now are, are too expensive? Come on. No, it's called it's called one hand doesn't know what the other's doing, and just like any company that's grown, because we saw it with WCW, you know, how many people with WCW were cut or fired or whatever, and certain powers to be never knew about it, well, you know. That's, that's and I'm the... not saying Vince no, doesn't know about it. I'm not saying that because you know nothing happens in that company without Vince knowing about it. Oh yeah, but. I'm saying like Triple H and those who are like actually involved day to day, you know, and it's like, what the holy hell, you know, that's what I feel like. It's kind of like, um, but I agree, like they need to stop hiding behind the whole it's budgets, it's this or that and just come out and say, you know, what? honestly, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. We don't even know anything anymore. It's we bought same. this new building in Stanford, and we just realized we don't even have cubicles. <laughs> it's the same kind of situation, like with with the with Malachi Black. Malachi Black was leaving. You know, they no wasn't leaving. Sorry, had just come back to WWE and started seemingly a feud with Big E, and then suddenly was released because of budget cuts. But then we find out that. You know, realistically speaking, Nick Khan had no idea what the situation was with Malachi Black's contract because it was only a few weeks later that Black shows up on AEW. So some of the things that I've read when it comes to Nick Khan and, and his approach to WWE's basically is their profit and loss, their P&L, is that he wants no bread. Well, what company does that unless you're trying to sell? Look, we, we, we will continue to beat this into the dirt until either A, it happens, or B, they just prove us wrong and just close the doors overall. The truth but of the matter is... then you look at this. Not to interrupt you. You go ahead. But take a look at this arena when they do the pan around again. Mm -hmm. That place is packed. 
Yeah, so you can't tell me you're losing money. You have a sold-out arena. The arena today went online and tweeted that the arena was sold out for Raw tonight. And the reactions from fans, by the way, I still say that this may be a bit of a honeymoon period, but the reactions from fans in attendance have been relatively positive. Although tonight, with the CM Punk chance and the uh, We Want Wyatt, as this continues, may... The beatings will continue until morale improves. I think that that's what we might see. But it's astounding to me that you can have this kind of stuff going on. And now, before we even talk about the other release that was announced today, there's a rumor that Adam Cole, who supposedly had re-signed back in 19, is apparently done after SummerSlam. You, how do you... The guy that was responsible for talent relations at the time, uh, Mark Seyman, C-E-Y-M-A-N, is no longer with the company. And this is probably why, because Adam Cole... Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases, up to a $4.99 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands, like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Alistair Black, Tommy End, Malachi Black, however you want to refer to him. Those types of talents, including Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong, and Kyle O'Reilly, were all signed in the same relative time frame. And somehow, each of these guys are falling to the wayside. I mean, O'Reilly and Fish have a program right now, but as soon as that ends, one wonders where their deal expires. Roderick Strong has just debuted in the Diamond Mine, but that's never stopped WWE before from letting somebody go. And now Adam Cole... The top one of your top stars on NXT is suddenly you're just gonna let him go? It makes no sense. It boggles the mind. Brian, if Adam Cole yeah, if, leaves WWE, but listen, 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 listen. The WWE has absolutely no control over Adam Cole should he choose not to resign after SummerSlam. Very true. You said SummerSlam, right? Yeah, yeah. After SummerSlam is done. Okay, so that that. There's nothing you can do about it, whether he resigns or not. That's strictly on Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. You can throw as much money as you want, as you think is fitting as a company, but at the end of the day, it's Adam Cole's name that goes on the contract. And I can't believe I just took the WWE side in that argument. However, comma. Wow, it actually happened. Duh, duh, duh. It, it actually happened for a brief hot second. You have to remember, though, right? Mm -hmm. And I know you know this. And if you like, I can start rattling some of them off. The WWE, the WWEs, that's better. Yeah. There you go. All right. We so I'm assuming, <laughs> right, right. I'm assuming their contracts 
probably go to a human resource department. Right. Where they're kept in a filing cabinet or on a computer or whatever. They probably get flagged when something's coming up close mm-hmm. or whatever, right? But that human resource department has not been known to keep a thorough record of what is going on. Really? Lex Luger? Yeah. Well, no, no. I'm talking about through the course of time. Lex Luger shows up on Monday Nitro, night one. Rick Rude. Rick Rude shows up on both programs the same night at the same time. Mm -hmm. Medusa shows up with your title. Randy Savage. Jeff Jarrett. Well, they weren't under contract, though. <clears throat> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So so what I'm saying is they have been known to let this stuff happen because you probably have a boob that is responsible for this and is not paying attention. And I, don't, I, I mean, I can't really – again, I won't put the fault on Connor McMahon on this. That is your head of HR. Right, they literally should have picked up on the fact that it's known that should you go from NXT to the WWE, your new clause says you can't go for ninety days. Should you leave? Well, and that's where, if you recall, when when Aleister Black or Malachi Black debuted on Dynamite, Buddy Murphy gets a call from WWE that same night asking him to sign basically a non compete, a waiver. So they realized the night he shows, oh, oh, hell, we, we, we missed it. Sorry. Right. Again, again. Well, I also think when it came to Aleister Black, I'm not totally 100% convinced there wasn't some, some tiled and foolery afoot with, you know, I don't think, I think the reason they didn't enforce his 30 days or whatever is because probably because they brought his wife back. Mm-hmm. He was nego- They were like, "All right, we're going to negotiate with him because, you know." And I wouldn't put it past him. Say, "Oh yeah, well, you screwed me over for the last two years, so I'm going to sit there and let you think I'm coming back." But all the while, <laughs> I'm meeting somebody else down the street. You know, that would crack me up so hard. You know, I've been finding out about that for years, but that would crack me up. <laughs> yeah, but the only bad part about that though is, is you are allowing your wife to walk back into that environment if you know you're not going back. That's true. Because if if it's truly that toxic of an environment, if you really don't want her there, unless they paid her, and hey, that's a possibility. <laughs> um, but it, it is alarming. It, it is puzzling to see Eva that. Marie is ugly. She is so ugly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I almost, I would be, I would almost wouldn't be shocked if long about the time they're, they decide, well, let's bring Zelina back to make Black happy. Right. She gets re-signed and then he finds out, oh, wait, I don't have to wait 90 days. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he decides, well, I'm, I'm gone. I'm out. I mean, I think that's because once she's under contract, right? You know, they're like, "Ha ha!" Yeah, yeah. I once she's impressed. under, he happens to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I was impressed tonight that there was actually a guy on the hard camera side. I'm still trying to find him. 
that had the all the all elite AEW Chicago shirt on. <laughs> Here's the thing, and this this does harken back to the you know mid to late nineties. As we continue to see these departures, releases, disgruntled employees, as this starts to roll out at a more rapid pace, it truly will feel like the whole shift of the industry has happened right there before our eyes. I mean, we've seen it in spurts and pieces and things that are happening and connecting, you know, the forbidden door, the partnerships with different companies, the nwa titles showing up on dynamite all of these little things and they're big things but they're the little pieces in a bigger puzzle which ultimately to me leads us to what brian you and i called the basically the world wrestling alliance which is essentially every single company outside of wwe saying all right well we're all going to work together and if we just hold the course we'll outlast and i gotta say i mean how you can't prove that theory wrong right now and see, you know, let's take Bray, right? So let's just say for sake of argument, right? Bray does come back and he does sign with, say, AEW, mm-hmm. right? Well, if he's smart and anybody, any like major talent from this point forward should be taking a page out of the reported contract of uh, Danielson. I will come work for you, but I want days off. I want competitive pay, and I want to be able to go to other places. And he wanted creative control, which he got. All of those things to a, to a point. Well, I don't. I mean, think he is the type of person that abuses creative control. Yeah, but I don't see Tony Khan like, okay, you can pick your matches or you can pick the winners. Right, right. right. That part of creative control is gone. No. But well, if Daniel Bryan is going to be made out of wood, yeah. If Daniel Bryan becomes TNT champ and says, "Hey, let's turn this," you know, "let's do the wood belt," mm-hmm. they're probably not going to stop him. And that creative control is probably no more, no less than say Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Cody. You know what I'm saying? You have oh, yeah. c- control of your character yeah. and how you build it. However, you don't have creative control to tell me who's going to win or not right creative control within reason i think the best place and i can't believe i'm going to say this but the best place for bray wyatt if he decides to stick with the the dark kind of character the best place for him to go is impact i mean you've already got decay you've already got uh, what's it called what's he called black taurus who's a huge monster could you imagine how whatever he goes under even if he just uses his real name Wyndham rotunda if he was to show and, and rebrand Decay into the cult of Wyndham, which is what he's calling it on Instagram now, which already, by the way, the Instagram account has over 400,000 followers. Wait, on Instagram? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I did not know this. Let me so pull up Instagram. The crazy part of this to me is that from a creative standpoint, Impact has always embraced the cinematic. They've always embraced the the supernatural character. So to me, that's a perfect spot if he wants to stick with that type of character. And I have no problem envisioning that he would not only excel, but be like at the top of the food chain in a pretty short amount of time. Therein is a guy that would deserve that role, by the way. We've complained in the past about Impact usually putting former WWE guys at the top of the food chain. In this case, 
I mean, how do you argue with Bray Wyatt being at the top? Yeah, but I mean, by that logic, he could also do the Dark Order. They spoke for him. True. Oh, Johnny Hungy, though. Johnny Hungy wants to see Adam Cole lead the Dark Order. <laughs> He's looked at his Twitter. Today. That would be... Would be. <laughs> how do you spell Wyndham? Silver, you're so goofy. I just want you to know. We Wyndham, love how do you spell Wyndham? Uh, uh, Wyndham. W... How does he spell Wyndham? I know it's W-I-N-D-H-A-M, but I think he spells it differently. One second. I'll pull that up. So... Yeah, I, I mean, he could go. He can go to Japan. He can go to ROH. He can go Impact, NWA. That's the joy of today. Mm-hmm. He does, and he doesn't have to be tied down to one company. Wyndham Rotunda, which is his real name, his Instagram account is at the Wyndham Rotunda on Instagram. That's... Is it A? So, I don't think you have to... I think if you go to Instagram, oh. you just type his screen name. So, it's V Wyndham Rotunda. Let's try this. I can't believe I don't have it already. Spell so, Wyndham. While you're pulling that up, it's W-I-N-D-H-A-M. While you're pulling that up, oh, there it quietly is. in the background, we found out that JoJo had been released. Um, I told you guys about that in the, the Facebook chat. JoJo, of course, is the girlfriend, I think wife at this point, of Bray Wyatt. Um, Nobody cares! But it's it's one of those things where quietly you've seen some of these people get shuffled off. Jeff Jarrett released from his Legends contract, which, I mean, take it or leave it. Um, Ric Flair was announced today as released from his contract. Um, I will say this, the folks on Twitter are complaining that Ric Flair wasn't utilized properly. While I agree, I, I would say let's not go overboard with reactions because it's not exactly... I think like they've used him too much in the last couple of years. Well, I mean, I felt like the Lacey Evans storyline was horrible. It was just stupidity at its finest. It was funny at the first time it was mentioned, and then after that you're like, nah, don't really do that. That was a joke. It was funny. Leave it alone. And instead they decide to chase it down and thankfully Lacey decides that she's going off TV because she's going to have a real baby but these are the kinds of things that he was upset about there's a lot of posts out there on Twitter where Randy Orton is being in a joking fashion being held responsible for these guys being gone Um, he punts Ric Flair in the head says you'll never see Ric Flair again he tells Mark Henry he's nothing and that he doesn't belong in WWE. He cu- he, he punts uh, Big Show in the head, says you'll never see him again. Christian Cage, same thing. And Bray Wyatt, the, ne- the night after WrestleMania, saying you'll never see The Fiend again. Maybe there's a point because all of these guys are gone now. But <laughs> Randy Orton really is the uh, legend killer. It's, it's not good. I mean, I think when it comes to Ric Flair, like, is it sad to see him get cut? Yeah. But at this point in his life, you know, they're still going to, they'll still bring him back. You know, like, Rick's not going to really, I mean, as long as you've got Car Shield, you're fine. Um, <laughs> car Shield. Great commercial, by the way. You know. Um, but, like, Jeff Jarrett, 
no great loss. They didn't use him anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing they're probably doing is getting a, getting T-shirts and action figures out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, Ric Flair, same thing. I mean, how many Ric Flair action figures do you see nowadays, you know? T-shirts, merchandise, that kind of thing. Um, but again, it's it's like it's like they have Hogan on a Legends contract. You would think they'd want to keep him under Legends contract, but then they also let Sting walk. So they finally got Sting, and then they let him walk. But have no fear. Goldberg is back. Because nobody still cares about that. Read an interview that Goldberg states he's in the best best shape of his career, and he's looking forward to proving the fans wrong because he knows that he wasn't in the best shape he should have been for Drew McIntyre. But this time, this time he's ready. Uh, <clears throat> I call bullshit. I don't buy it, and I think he's just going to look just as bad at uh, SummerSlam. I call it. I stopped giving a shit about Goldberg when. I don't know. He kicked Bret Hart in the head. You know, like... Oof. Rob's got that deep-rooted anger. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, I thought it was cool they brought him back the first time. Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands, like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. To give him like a, like a little run in WWE, but horrible spot because Tamina moved five minutes before the girl flew over the ring. But anyway, um, I just... It's just don't I don't care. I mean Goldberg was Goldberg back in the day. We all had Goldberg moments where we're like, yeah, yeah. But honestly, you know, it's the same thing as we see others. Others, you know, I'd, I'd see the same thing with Brock. I don't want to see Brock Lesnar come back because I don't like Brock. Right but. now, the going story behind Brock is that he is not re-signed with WWE. Not only that, but is not he's not going to AEW. Don't, don't overreact, but apparently he's going back to uh, MMA. We're not sure exactly what company, because UFC is kind of off the table, apparently. So maybe Bellator is in the future for Brock Lesnar. Uh, let's right. see. As Raw rolls on and uh, the Lily Lucian continues, bleh, let's talk about something that's a little bit more, eh, a little bit more entertaining. Hey Brian, uh, did you know that Matt Cardona nope. is the game changer wrestling world champion? Nope. You didn't know that he beat Nick Gage. No. And a death no, I, I knew. Who didn't know? Who didn't know? Thank you. Thank you. So, apparently, Cardona has taken this title everywhere. And uh, in social media, I just pulled this up. I know I sent us some notes here, but I wanted to tell tell this to you. Apparently, there, Cardona has gone to Disney World. 
Universal yep, Studios um, and a couple other places. No, no more recent than the night after he won the title. <laughs> he shows up with the belt on TV. Um, you know, or well, not on TV, but in, in pictures he's posted on social media. So uh, already, and he's got already t-shirts made up. Oh yeah, yeah. Matt F and Cardona. Hey Rob. Hey. The United Center for AEW is sold out. They haven't announced the card for Rampage for the United Center, which I believe is to take place on August twentieth. But it's sold out, buddy. It is fourteen thousand strong. What was the number I saw? I could actually be a little bit off on that. I'm just looking for the exact number right now. That's a lot of people. Signing on for AEW without a single star confirmed. I just think it's the going thing with the with the way like you know things are. Like, I mean, you see WWE is pretty much sold out tonight at the All State Arena. I don't, and I'm not comparing WWE to AEW. I'm just saying AEW is the hot ticket right now, mm-hmm. and if people get a chance to see AEW, they're gonna. You know, I mean, remember when you all got a chance to go up to Baltimore or when y'all got to go to D.C., you did it. You know, it was a no brainer. You're like, I'm going. That's right, Brian. We got to go to the first one. Uh We sure did. We went to the first one. You know. You're out rubbing it in, but it's okay. Um, (laughs) You're a little salt for the wound. um, But, yeah, I mean, that's what I think. It's just like. If it came around here, we wouldn't have to know who was there. We'd go see it, you know. And there was a time that anytime WWE came to DC or WCW came anywhere near us, we were going. Mm-hmm. We didn't look at the card. We just went. You know? Then somebody went to a pay-per-view and didn't tell us. Oh, the Backlash pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh, and weren't you two little wiener faces front row at a Raw or SmackDown? Uh, you can't prove that. It's not on the network at all. There's no physical evidence of us ever being there, except the, like four shows that we're seen on camera. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Brian, um, we saw it this past Wednesday on Dynamite. Darby Allen really laid in deep, deep with the hints, talking about how he can't wait to be in Chicago and he can't wait to be at Rampage. He can't wait to be in the ring with anybody, including someone that thinks they're the best in the world. Let me ask you. Yeah, but that that that's not a Rampage show. That's uh, a, another name show, isn't it? All, uh, no, first. The first dance. That's It's going to take place yeah, at Rampage. That's, that's the second episode of Rampage. But they're calling it the first dance. <clears throat> Why did I think that was a dynamite? Uh, you know, it was a little confusing when they first mentioned um, the Chicago show. Because they the news kind of broke in, in pieces, so it said they were um, trademarking the first dance. 
And then Wednesday night was the Wednesday before, if you remember, they said that Tony had a big announcement. Then we get to that dynamite, which was, I think, Fight for the Fallen was where he did the announcement and said that they were going to the United Center. But they didn't specify Rampage right at first. And then we get to, you know, how there's all these different hints and people start talking about Chicago and they were real, they were real simple with it and sly with it, and then we get the Darby Allen, and he was the one that actually said Rampage. So, damn, it is Rampage, all right. Uh, so I don't think CM Punk is gonna. If he is signed, he'll he'll show up before Rampage. But I mean, literally, all you have to do is have him show up, and Rampage will probably be the hottest show. Friday night. You just, have him anyway. you just hit the music and have him come to the ring and just stare at people. Not even have to come to the ring. He just comes to the ramp and be like, hmm. Yeah. And then walk Show the, the two fist, the glove, you know, the tape fist with the red axes. Mm-hmm. All, you, all you have to do is show it. And, you know, Friday night will be the hot ticket. And you can hear Ronnie um, now saying, they hit the music, they see the, the vignette, and then all of a sudden you see this figure, and then all of a sudden Tony's like, we gotta go! Uh, yeah, but I, I think you have to have him, you have to show him before Friday, that Friday. Because the, the thing is, it's Friday night at 10 o'clock. Well, and this, and this is the thing. TNT, which, according to the Wikipedia page for the show, TNT is who's airing it. Um, but in 2022, yeah, in 2022 is when they moved to TBS. Anyway, TNT has gone on record with, with Tony Khan saying that they want the debuts to be advertised. They don't want surprise debuts. So, Brian, you might be right. They might They might trade the surprise on a dynamite to build to the show where he maybe competes on rampage. So you might yeah. have a point. there. But to me, it's not about giving up the surprise. It's simply about the numbers, mm-hmm. right? So oh, what yeah. you think about it? It's Friday at 10 o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. So what's going to stop you from Tebow in the thing? And watching it Saturday, as opposed to making sure that TV and you're watching it live Friday night. The only thing that's going to do that is by putting CM Punk prior to it, accepting Darby Allen's challenge. And that way, everybody is going to be tuned in Friday night live. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Your wife, Rampage, Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, Stan, let's go on a date. Now, CM Punk's not advertised, right? You might you might be foolish enough to fall for it, right? Might be. Sure, honey. Let's go to a late movie. Either. Why would you put that in Let's either? go to a movie. You're in the movie theaters. You get to big breaking news. Punk just showed up on Rampage. Right? Now, the problem with that is it cost them a viewer. 
right? Mm -hmm. But if he shows up on Dynamite the Wednesday before, guess what you're going to tell your wife you're not doing Saturday night? There's no way I'm missing. There's no way I'm missing that show. No way. That's right. Sorry, I'm staying home. I don't care what movie's and, playing. I don't care if it's all the Frozen movies. Now, not even my kids can convince me. I'm not missing that show. I, I mean, in this in this particular occasion, you have to give the surprise up, right? Right. I'm not buying that that the powers that be have told them you can't do surprises, right? It's a smoke and mirror. Well, we're not we're not allowed to do any more surprises, right? But they do surprises all the time. <laughs> you know? Uh, anybody advertise black? Mm, nope. Not even a little bit. Did you see it come? Did, did you Not see even it a little bit. That was the best part about that whole thing was when he showed up on Dynamite. And that's what that's what's sorely missing just overall is just that feeling of spontaneity. Like, I don't... We, we joked about it last week. Remember how we were talking about like the different spoilers when people tape their shows? It drives me nuts. I prefer a live product. It always has been my thing. But if I know that there's a debut coming up, regardless of who it is, honestly, it's not half as cool as when I, when I just see it and it happens and I had no idea it was going to happen. Sure. It's, it's it's so, uh, let's see. TNT is owned or by what? Uh... Uh, AT&T, yeah, oh, Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think the AT&T is the parent company, yeah. right? Then, uh, yeah, so they're all under AT&T as my brother, right? You can't tell me that they're going to go to Tony Khan and be like, look, we know what you're doing. You're doing great, kid, but we want you to slow down some, right? We want you to start giving this stuff away, right? No, part of the joy of AEW is to tune in every week to see what is going to happen. And when Black showed up, it was like, holy cow, where did he come from? CM Punk, Daniel Bryan are no different. Because think about it, right? So if I advertise CM Punk... Right? Again, we'll use the same principle for Chicago. If I advertise CM Punk is going to be on the Wednesday before Rampage, guess what? The viewership's going to spike. But if I start teasing him now, the viewership is going to spike until we get to Chicago. But if I, if I tell you he's coming, then everybody's just going to tune in that day. But if I hint around to it that he's coming... You're going to tune in every Wednesday to see if this Wednesday is the day he shows up. I mean, there's a ton of there's a ton of reasons to to really hold on to that. I mean, when you start looking at just the breakdown of what AEW is doing in, in the way of touring, and when you start looking at the age of the company, um, it makes sense to continue with the. All right, so we're going to tease an announcement and give you threefold what we said we're gonna do and then of course find a way to keep that creative flavor which they've done really without fail um every week and i and i wonder if if while we continue to watch you know like dynamite and and rampage as it comes you know 
what point is it is it it always comes back to the question of well how does anybody answer how does wwe answer right because unless vince is dead unfortunately i wonder if they ever will change anything or they just sell it because at some point it, is it going to take aew hitting a 2.0 a 3.0 cuz as they continue to hold steady at just over a million viewers for wednesdays um that conversation we had back when we started almost five years ago, uh, that becomes a lot more of a conversation of, well, it's not about who can compete anymore. It's about how can WWE catch up. If. That's a big if they can catch up. I, I think for now, though, you're just, you've got two companies going in the opposite directions. Oh, I agree. I completely agree. There is an opposite direction type mindset right now between the two. Um, right now on Raw, we're looking at this is a great example. This is a segment that has. How long has this segment been on between Miz and Morrison and Damian Priest, Rob? A few minutes, and yeah. I don't care. Exactly. Exactly. Why don't you care? Because I don't care. Like, I don't like Damian Priest. And I think this whole, like, Miz in a wheelchair. Like, if he's legit injured, then just stay off TV. Mm-hmm. You turned your guy who was just world champ into a whimpering little, oh, I'm scared of everybody. Right. You know? And look, he's backing up because, oh, my God, what does Damien Priest have in it? It's a water thing. Oh, no. Back in the turnbuckle because I don't want to get sprayed with a water gun. Well, this will ultimately end up in in a Sheamus hits him from behind. I haven't seen it yet. You're, I think, a little faster than I am on this one. But at the end of the day, this is what it's all about. This is where we're seeing the differences. God, that's gross. He's spraying with sparkles. WWE right now is all about the we want an entertaining television segment. It's usually not a thing, but that's what they want. AEW is, no, we want a quality quarter hour of professional wrestling, and this is what we're putting on. You can see it. It's a clear plan. And it's not its not overtly difficult or complex. It's actually a lot simpler than I think we've ever seen. It's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put... We're going to put Cody Rhodes and Malachi Black in a storyline because Malachi is debuting, and fans are going to wonder if Cody's going to beat him and that's what we're going to play off of. That's as simple as they've made it. The Bucks are feuding with everybody, including the Dark Order, because they are they are now in a situation where they're bad guys. But since we know how popular the Elite is, we're going to have them come out to like a Space Jam type skit this past Wednesday on Dynamite. Again, not complex. Looking at Kenny Omega and how he's been built up as the bad guy and the top champion. He's actually done more in the way of character development than, I mean, realistically speaking, in in a United States wrestling world, more than Moose did, more than Eddie Edwards, Sammy Callahan, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, all of those characters combined. And this is his character development. We're not, we haven't, we're not even talking about wrestling in the ring. I think that kind of goes without saying. And I'm not even a huge Kenny Omega fan. 
but you have to recognize the development. And again, it's not complex. It's it's powder How out where you? the good guy is. How on the top. dare you? <laughs> what? How dare me? How dare you talk about? Uh, there's no other way to put this. You're world champion. He's not my hashtag. Not my world. Oh, champion. he's yours. He's yours. If you watch AAA, he's yours. If you watch Impact, he's yours. If you still watch TNA reruns, he's yours. And of course, on Wednesday nights. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if you plug down five ninety five ninety nine or whatever it is for the Impact Plus, nah. you love the way I just seamlessly plug some of this crap. Ain't getting a dime for it. Nope. Not even a penny. But anyway, if you watch the old stuff from the TNA days, mm-hmm. he's your champ. Don't you dare besmirch him like that. I mean, Go ahead, man. Keep talking. Look at... Look and at Rob, your camera's on. For, hello, Rob. <laughs> hello, Rob. We see you, sir. If, if you really look at development of characters right now, look at... Look at, you know, Roman Reigns as the, the, the tribal chief. A lot of people have <laughs> Rob give Yeah, a lot of people have celebrated Roman's development and I and I give him kudos for it. He's done well. God damn it. Get that thing out of here. Listen, 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 listen. Let me let me put you in Tony Frame's mindset, right? Tony who? Tony Khan. Oh, Tony Khan. To Tony yeah. Frame. I'm like Tony. Tony Frame. Yeah, yeah, no, Tony's frame. Ah, mind, okay. right? I'm with, in his I'm mindset, right, right. I'm following. Right, I, I was distracted. I was just, dis- I was distracted by the hole. All right, that's not fair. <laughs> we all get distracted by that. It's okay. Because I, I, I'll put a hole on there, but you're not gonna like it. <laughs> Comes with two cheeks, <laughs> and a little brown eye. But anyway, <laughs> listen. So Tony recently, and this is this is this is where these two companies differ, right? Mm-hmm. This is the this is big as far as how they go about business. Right. Tony Khan come out and has said that he absolutely positively hates gimmick indies. Mm-hmm. And until he said that, it didn't dawn on me that that's true. Because he said there may be a handful, one hand in, in what Going on almost two years worth of, worth of TV. One hand, the amount of times that a match has ended in a count out or a DQ. That is some pretty good booking right there, creative wise. But the WWE, on the other hand, they do it a lot. And that goes, that, but that just goes back to again what you're talking about as far as the creative, the way the booking, and all this other stuff. Tony's trying to get put the best product out there, and that's why the one Green Angel ain't been kicked out of until probably Page comes along. I can see that. I'm calling it now. And the Tribal Chiefs, because we don't like the Tribal Chiefs. Well, I tell you what, the bobbleheads like the drop sheet, but the rest of us still do. I think, for the record, people are gonna 
you know, they're going to they're going to boo and cheer whoever they want, regardless of what we think. But at the end of the day, I think Roman has made a lot of strides. Oh, of course. Here we go now. So Kenny Omega, you don't like Kenny Omega, but you like Roman Reigns. I mean, if I had one trick, the one trick pony that he is. Don't call Kenny a five star bout machine. Appreciate that. Not the five star (laughs) bout machine. If you you don't watch New Japan, how do you know he's the five star bout machine? Uh, Reputable journalism, like Dave Meltzer. Now, now you have instantly failed. Yep, wait, nope, there it's that. There's our listenership. It's going down. It's going down. Oh, God. Nowhere throughout your incessant <laughs> rambling did you <laughs> <laughs> I give credit where it's due. I mean, if there's a do guy you, who's... Go ahead, Rob. Do you really? Most times. I try. I try. <laughs> Giving credit where it's due, Tony Khan has found a way to adapt in a really quick amount of time. October of 2019 was the very first Dynamite, which <clears throat> Brian and I did attend. That was only almost two years ago. This company is still less than two years old. And we are seeing two main network or cable network television shows, three hours approximately of programming, two YouTube shows, which is both two hours, I believe. Not to mention quarterly pay-per-views, a ranking system that most times really makes a lot of sense, and wrestling that in most cases turns out to be pretty top-notch. It's not a fan-run company, but if there's an example, a classic example of what it means to be a fan but also love the business and run the business – uh, I think Tony Khan has found mastery in that, and I think a lot of that comes from the brain trust that he has with Cody, with the Bucks, with Omega, um, and and with Paige. Paige is an EVP, isn't he? No, I don't think so. If he is, he's like uh, the quiet one that <laughs> they've never said anything about. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Cody, uh, Omega, and the Bucks. Now, if there's more, uh, I, don't, I don't recall ever hearing them mentioned. So. Okay, so that was a segment off, Rob. Seamus is there now. <laughs> I changed to watch the Olympics. I want to watch something at least a little. <laughs> a little unprecedented. You know what? I think what's crazy about Tony Khan, though, is Tony Khan can have, like, great matches on dark and elevation. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he can put this on on a regular basis. They're yeah. always putting on really good matches or great matches. Yet the guy that's been in business for almost 40 years. Over 50. No. Vince has got, uh, when did Vince buy the company? 79. Huh? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Let me look that up. That yeah, let's look time. it up. Let's get that date one more time. When did Vince buy WWF? 1982. My bad. So, almost would, 50 would, years. My bad, homie. My bad. 
almost 40 years you did. <laughs> 50 would be 72. Shut up. Matt, that's not my strong suit. Shut up. <laughs> pow. But you, pow. But you see, I mean, I, I think, I, I, I guess I'm tired of sports entertainment. I just want to see pro wrestling. And I think, for me, that's where AEW and all these other ones deliver. I think that's what a lot of people, and we're seeing more and more people are turning on to, is that we want to see pro wrestling. We don't want to see, you know, uh, Miz with squirt guns. We don't want to see uh, Bobby Lashley chastise a man who's almost 60. We just don't want to see it. It's not important to me. It doesn't generate interest to me. Do we want to see a guy like CM Punk who's in his you know, 40s and hasn't been in a wrestling ring for a few a few years come back and even if he just cuts a promo? Absolutely. Do we want to see Brian Danielson come out and do what the, we know that the American Dragon can do? Biggest mistake WWE ever made with him outside of what they did after WrestleMania 30 in my opinion. Um, the biggest mistake they ever made was try to make him go through NXT. Like Why? Here's a guy that is known the world over as one of the best to ever put the boots on. This is before he got signed to that company. And they instantly try to, because he's not a WWE superstar yet, as uh, Jericho and Miz said during their interviews about it. Huge mistake. Should have instantly put him into mid-card and had him taking Intercontinental and U.S. title shots because he was... Born and bred at that point already to be your your star, your workhorse. Period. And that was back in 2010, 2011. Fast forward, here we are, and now he's about to debut in a sense that, hey, he'll, they'll do what, <coughs> what everybody has been saying should have been done. They'll do the wrestling American Dragon instead of the environmentalist Daniel Bryan. Which let's all agree. I mean, the environmentalist guy was was actually pretty entertaining. But what Tony Khan would probably do with that is, okay, fine, that's your your story, but your wrestling is what we're focused on. Which is exactly what we've been getting. I mean, look at Matt Hardy. He made a successful transition from Broken Matt to the HFO. And it's really been seamless. I mean, you don't hear a lot of delete chants when Matt Hardy comes out now. And the reason for that is they did his transition in a very smooth manner. It's just, there's it's so much of that. And, there, and it's not a coincidence. The guys that used to be backstage in WWE, the guys that used to be in a creative type, type situation or a road agent situation, the ones that were responsible for making the matches look as good as they did are now in AEW. Coaching and counseling their way to make talents look better and better every week. It really is amazing to me to, to think about this company is less than two years old and they are already doing more than TNA could have done if TNA ever had a fair shake, in my opinion. Well, you got also mm-hmm. the people that you say, you know, the ones backstage are the ones who've been doing it for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, they plugged people in at the spot they wanted them in, the same ones that did the same thing in other companies. So, I mean, they have the resources. And the difference between them and the machine is they're using the resources they have 
and not everything has to be run by one run through one person you know mm-hmm. they're letting creative be creative and they're letting your the wrestlers come up with gimmick gimmicks and stuff for themselves and storylines and that's the way the other company but got became famous you know is letting their people come out and not have to recite a scripted story but just use the you know come out and say all right here's some key points do it you know but the trust is not there anymore so that's what you got brian as everything has been laid out i mean as we've seen jerry lynn dean malenko um you know billy gunn these guys that were responsible for being road agents in a real a real effective period of their careers in wwe now in aew i mean it, it goes without saying having the right infrastructure in your company is is key to making sure that it stays different from the pack name them again all right so let's go with Arn. okay right mm-hmm. all white mm-hmm. uh, i'm sure henry is offering advice Dean Malenko. Uh, Iron. Malenko. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arn. Jerry Lynn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Arn. Arn first. Um, Tully. Uh, who was Sorry, Kidman? Billy Gunn. Mm-hmm. So, and I Dusty thought of, Dustin, I think it's interesting, right? So, it's very interesting that the key to all these people, when you... Some, I think somebody said they've been in it for 40 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. But collectively, they all went through the Monday Night Wars together. Very true. When it was at its pinnacle, right? So they're they're willing to take, if given the chance, you know, they're willing to do things different than the cookie-cutter type stuff that WWE is doing. Right? Oh, yeah, this worked back then. Let's do this. But let's change it. Let's let's get the fans energized. Let's get them intrigued. Let's do this, this, and this. Because the surprise is, is straight out of the Monday Night Wars. I mean, almost every week, you know, there was a surprise on one of the two programs during that period of time. And I wouldn't be sh- I wouldn't be shocked if some of that's not playing out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hey, Billy Gunn, uh, you're do- you know you're you're going to be the agent for this match. And then he's like, Oh, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Okay, that sounds really good. Now sprinkle a little of this in there, and let's go for it. You know, and pulling out from that 40 year experience. Mm-hmm. You know. It, it, you know, whereas to me, the WWE is, you know, it's like somebody said, it's all, it's all scripted. You can't, you can't deviate from it. And this is what we want you to do. This is what you're going to do. So, where I, I think they're, the agents are probably having a good time because they can sit down and build a match and, okay, when you get in this spot, here's how you get out of it or, you know, whatever. And it, it's just drawn on that experience, but it's also drawn on that five-year period that 
I mean, again, they were pulling in 5 million people, 6 million people. You know, collectively on Monday nights, there might be 10 million people turned into two different wrestling programs. And it was crazy back then, but it was fun. Did World Wrestling Entertainment make a mistake by going public? I don't think so. No, I mean, I think they did what any company would do once they got to a certain point. It's just... Also, I think there's people that were hoping that it would keep an outside group kind of keeping his feet to the fire, but... Nope. Yeah, at the end of the day, the the boardroom is not going to make the day-to-day decisions with the WWE. Mm -hmm. They're there to make sure... That, hey, the Saudi Arabians want to give us a billion dollars to do some shows over there. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Let's do that. No matter how much Squawk and Vince may or may not do. But the boardroom doesn't care that, oh, you let go of Bray Wyatt and you're claiming this budget cuts. Because mm-hmm. oh, the board's the, just looking at the, the, the dividends, you know? Right. Yeah, the only thing the board could hope us. The only thing, the the only hope that I've ever had for the board is that eventually they get enough, and they're like, you know what, we have enough control. Just like you see in any big company, you know, the board of directors eventually forces the guy who made the company out because he's not doing anything. But what the problem is, we all remember, is he still owns. Or the McMahon family still own the majority of the common A stock, I think, or B, I think, you know? Yeah, controlling interest is still owned by basically the McMahons. <clears throat> and surprisingly, Kevin Dunn. No, no, that doesn't shock me, that little stooge. A hunter should sell off all of his shares, take the money, and go open up another company. I agree. I think if there's a guy right now that is getting supremely the short end of the stick and getting all of the negativity, Triple H should have did this, Triple H should have did that. I mean, it's got to be Hunter. Here's a guy that, you know, did everything the company told him to do, paid the price for the curtain call even though he didn't plan it, got punished, didn't get King of the Ring in 96, got punished again because he had an interest in Stephanie back in the late 90s, rises through the ranks, becomes a student of the game, gets his his prominence to power, and then builds a a brand known as NXT, then summarily has that brand depleted on a regular basis, buried on national television, and then gets told, hey, instead of you being in charge of NXT from now on, we're going to give you a new position. We'll handle talent relations from now on. I mean... What a what a way to treat somebody that has literally done everything in his power to innovate your company. He should come to Virginia and partner with a great wrestling group. You know what? I, I'm all in favor. You know, yeah, we got we, some great wrestling minds in Virginia. We do. Come on. We would just be the three guys skulking around in the back because. 
<laughs> they found better announcers. Yeah, we'd be done. He would be, be, they'd be like, yo, hey, if you guys want to help set up the ring, put the chairs in. Um, we got stuff to do, but uh, you guys have a great one. <laughs> enjoy, okay. En- enjoy your T-shirt. Bye. <laughs> you yeah, I just watch the show. And... <laughs> I don't think Cole would ever leave. No, I think he's so deeply rooted in that company, and I, I can't knock him for it. I mean, he's been there for, God, how long has he been? 30 years? Long time. Damn. That's a long time, man. Whew. But yeah, Hunter, Hunter should cash out, which then may be enough shares to swing the pendulum, <laughs> open up a company, because there's, there's no... I mean, I think he'd be able to do it, right? There'd be enough people that would be like, okay, let's do this. And then he should partner with Everybody else. <laughs> I think he would. I think I think that the guy that would be the first one to tell everybody backstage, hey, we're going to be working with Tony Khan next month, Triple H would be like, yeah, we'll do that. Let's do it. He's the guy that, you know, took a company, a group of guys to another company's TV show and banged on the door, and his buddies on the other side were like, open the door. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Let's not forget that that's what these people were wanting to do back at a time where it would have been unheard of. Don't think for a second Triple H doesn't recognize how money gets made. Well, it's the same thing that happened. If they would have opened the door, if, if the powers that be at WWE would have opened the door when the elite came knocking, mm-hmm. then that would have put it all on the elite, and the elite would have had then to save face and do something. Exactly. You know? But they wrote, they whoever did it pulled the same thing out of the wcw playbook and like walked away yep yeah but i i think it would have been a mistake if you let the elite in the building i don't whereas if with dx i think dx would like stop i don't think they'd go but to a point but i think if you let the elite in i think they go right down to the ring but I think it takes away from the elite and the prestige because you call them on their bluff, then they have to make up their mind to go in. And if they go in, then great, they go in, but they're on your program doing it. Exactly, and that's yep. where I think that you have to let them in. You have to. Well, yeah, but yeah, but I, I mean, again, though, you're talking if you open the door, Right, because and, and here's why I say DX. I think DX stops at a point because again, I think they don't want to screw up their WWE stuff. You know what I'm saying? They're part of an established company, established rules, and you know it's a big no-no to show up on other people's program. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the elite, they're just going to roll with it, and even if they get to the ring. And everybody swaps to the WWE program, and because of this, it's still going to be like, oh wow, I can't believe they did that. I mean, DX might have gone to the ring too, but I think DX stops, whereas the Elite pushes the envelope a little. But then the Elite would have to answer. See, that's where I'm going. Is like WWE opens the doors, like, come on in. And there's no allure. There's no big machine saying, oh, no, oh, no. 
and then that would have to put it in their footsteps of like, okay, let's do this. Until, yeah, of but, course, they get a contract on them, and then the machine starts purring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But, you, I mean, you don't but think if Cody managed to get to the ring and was given a microphone, he would have made the most of it? Oh, it would have made money. And I think that's the thing. I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, that it, it could have been served as bad. And ultimately, maybe it does. So let's say they, they let him in. Let's play this out. They let him in. The elite hits the ring, because I agree. I think they push through. They go to the ring. I think Cody is the guy that grabs the mic. And I think he cuts a seething promo like we've seen him do so many times now. And I think for, the, for a good minute, you know, the wrestling world is on its ear. Two months down the road, when something fails to materialize, because ultimately that's what, what would happen, now everybody is right back to status quo of, well, the Bullet Club is better than WWE, and this is why. I don't think the Bullet Club comes out on the losing end of that, however, or the elite. I do think that if WWE did get them to do business, because at that point they weren't AEW yet, they were almost, but not yet, um... I think if at that point all of them get on a contract, you only get but so long where that creative ride, that creative buzz is going. And then, sadly, we find Stardust back on TV. <laughs> Kenny Omega is uh, is now the Omega Man, <laughs> Cody's tag team partner. And the Young Bucks are Max and Jeremy, Generation Me, down in NXT. Like, I, I just see them... Getting the buzz, getting the moment, getting the feud, and then ending it versus now, which, yeah, I mean, looking back, I still wish that they, wish to God that they had let him in. Just let him in. Let's see what happens. But maybe Brian's right. Maybe DX gets into the door, and then they're like, uh, where do we go now? Uh, yeah. Oh, crap. Yeah. Because like, is do we go to the so... ring? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and here's why. Like, so with Vince, right, and I'm not trying to say nothing bad, right? But I think Vince, right? <laughs> maybe Vince agrees out. to this. Yeah, but maybe maybe Vince agrees to this, right? Okay, sure, go down there. They're never going to let you in, right? Okay, and they let him in, and next thing you know, these nitro cameras are all mm -hmm. up on DX, right? Right. And and now Nitro's ratings are going to literally. Yeah, because the most popular <laughs> faction in wrestling at the time is on your program. Right. Same right. thing happens so, if the Bullet Club shows up on Raw, the Elite. The, the ratings go up for Raw in the moment, but what do you do to follow up? Yeah, yeah but again, though, it's not about follow up because they were signed. AEW was coming mm -hmm. when they did this, right? It was in the works. It was It was out there. They knew it was coming. So all Cody has to do is says, hey, tune in to Dynamite on Wednesday. And even though they're not, it's not going to hurt anything at that moment, it would probably boost ratings for them when it showed up. You, you see what I'm saying? When it started. Because I think that was slightly before Dynamite started, right? I remember it. Uh, this is in the summer months, so it was. It was Dynamite had. They had the show name. We didn't have a debut date yet, so it was still early right. enough in the stages. Okay, so let's say they 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 said, "Hey, we're part of AEW because they were all signed right then." Mm -hmm. And uh, October first, we're debuting Dynamite. Well, now you got free advertising for Dynamite. 
And now Vince makes the mistake of letting it happen. Because, again, there's no there's no control over the elite at that time. And I'm sure Tony Khan would be like, hmm, I'd love it. Whereas Vince would probably be like, uh, no, don't go in there. Mm-hmm. Because Vince, being a company man, doesn't want WCW's numbers to literally go back to where they were. Because that happened when, uh, that was right about the time WWE was uh, starting to win, right? When DX shows up in Nitro, um, it was December-ish of 98. So, yeah, that's right around the turn. No, it was it was before December. I want to say October. So before Mick Foley wins the title, which is right around the time that everything turns for good. So a couple months ahead of it. So again, though, but you know, something like that where they show up on WCW programming made literally shoot up past WWE and keep them there. Mm-hmm. But AEW, they don't really, you know, if, if, you know, if you get them in the ring, they get a mic. Really, all they can talk about is a show that hasn't even aired yet. And that's why I think that if WWE would have let them in. That it would just it would have stole it would have stole some of the thunder that they had going at the time, because they were trying to stick it to the man, stick it to the machine. And if the machine would have been like, "Come on in," and then they'd been like, "Because uh, I don't think they'd have gone in. I think that they'd have been like, you know what, this is fun, but we don't want to cross that line. You know, I think oh. they would they would have done pretty much what you know. Oh, oh okay, and then. Hey, but if they came in, hey. But that's what I think anyway. Oh, here's your favorite part, Stan. The little illusion is over. Alexa is dead. (laughs) Ah, what the hell? Okay, that, see, this is why, again, all right, so you're watching Raw right now. Uh, Alexa just got jumped by... Dewdrop, stupid ass name, stupid name. Dewdrop, well, and he was involved. And uh, oh, Carrying Cross is coming out now. Hey guys, so does Carrying Cross lose here tonight, or does he does he continue his winning ways? Was he fifty fifty right now? He's five hundred right now. Yeah, he won one, lost one. Who's he fighting? I'm not sure, but if you've been watching NXT, Samoa Joe resigned from his management position on NXT, is now back in active competition. TakeOver 36, I believe, scheduled for SummerSlam weekend, is actually the day after SummerSlam. TakeOver's going to be on a Sunday, SummerSlam on a Saturday. Gee, a Saturday pay-per-view. I wonder where they got that idea. Anyway, Karrion Cross scheduled to defend against Samoa Joe. Um, Calm down. If, if it's me, I'd have Samoa Joe attack carrying Cross here. I wouldn't even have Cross defend. I don't. See, oh, it's Keith Lee. Oh, no. didn't he just beat him last week? Yeah. Hey, does he lose this week? Oh, the pizza. Fifty-fifty, baby. Fifty-fifty. <laughs> All right. What else you got? What else you got? 
Oh, boy. And, oh, yes, this one was actually kind of odd. Not sure the strength of this one. This is strictly a rumor. But there is a oh, rumor God, going around right now that Adam Page is not booked. Mm-mm. Oh. I thought you were talking about the other Adam. <laughs> uh, oh, no, 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 no. No, Adam Page. Adam Page apparently is not booked for All Out. Now, what many of us have been seeing for, you know, every week for the past uh, three weeks, four weeks, Adam Page getting positioned like he's going to be in the main event of All Out. We saw this past week on Dynamite, which was actually a very entertaining matchup in the 10-man tag elimination, where Dark Order and Adam Page lost. Adam Page not getting his title shot, Dark Order not getting their title shots. And really this, and I said it to you in, in, in the chat during the show, this seems to be pulling right out of your playbook, Brian. I mean, build them up, build them up, build them up, break their hearts, build them up again. You know what I mean? Keep rebuilding until finally you have no choice but to you have to make the match happen. And it just maybe it's just not time yet, but in the background we do know that Adam Page's wife is expecting. Congratulations to he and his wife. And apparently she's due towards the weekend of All Out. Could be part of the reason, but here we are. So if she's due, I would imagine that's why he's not in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do do a good job of giving people time off when needed. Yep. Um, To me, it's kind of like Mikey Whipwreck in the ECW. You know, he's always on the losing end. What's that one time he's going to pull off the victory? And he's still popular. People still love him. People still cheer him. So I just don't think it's time yet. And I really, really hope that you're you're wrong that he's not the Mikey Whipwreck of AEW. No, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When, when Mikey won, I mean, that place went, went nuts. Mm-hmm. It's hard to impress a Philadelphia crowd. That's true. Very, very hard-pressed to impress the people in Philadelphia. Rob, what do you think? If Adam Page isn't at all out, is that the wrong way to go? I don't know how to take that comment. Looks like looks like we may have actually lost Rob. Rob, are you with us, buddy? I'm here. Ah, oh, there he is. There he is. He <laughs> stepped away. Maybe he didn't hear me. I'm sorry about that. So, uh, what is that noise? What noise? What I don't noise? know what you're talking about. Sounds like somebody. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> not sure. Um, so, Rob, Adam Page, not at all out, possibly. Do you think that's the uh, that's the right call? <laughs> I mean, if they, if they ain't got nothing for him, I mean, just because he's not there don't mean he's not around. Like you mm-hmm. said, if he's having a baby. Right. You know? So. Well, all out is... Trust the booking. <laughs> I mean, it would be interesting to me to see if AEW did a a storyline where they said creative's got nothing for you and totally parodied Kenny Omega just beating him up more behind the scenes. 
if if it's not Adam Page, Brian, who do you put against against Kenny Omega? Because it's got to be a situation where whoever Omega faces, he wins. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who you put there. It's the hard part. I mean, you need you need somebody that's gonna, uh, you know have the potential to have a great match with them. Um, you know, again, maybe maybe we go into this whole, you know, the, the go-home show. Yeah, I'm just going to take the weekend off. And then, you know, somebody's music hits. And we get it on, you know, we get it on the Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You, know, it, you know, again, they're, they're, they're not above surprises like that to drive by rates. So if, if AEW was to present all out without the world title being defended, that doesn't necessarily, especially if by your point, if they did a title defense either the week prior or the week after. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the the go home show. Mm -hmm. I don't have an opponent. I'm staying home. Ah, I see, I see. And, and then somebody's music hits. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's... We found somebody for you. Yeah. And maybe it's Daniel Bryanson. Ooh. Don't think that's not going to drive by rates? Uh, well, I think definitely people would pay to see it. There's no doubt in my mind. I think you would drive by rates better if you announced it. But there is that certain, as you said, that surprise factor that, you know, we find out on Wednesday, you're definitely ordering on Saturday. I, I don't know. You might have a really good point there because I can't necessarily disagree with that. That would be a huge moment. I would, even though I feel confident that I know who would win that match, I would be disappointed if Brian Danderson didn't win. I guess I'd be that emotionally invested because I'm just a, I'm a Danielson fan, so I would like to see him be successful. So what are you going to do when it becomes Brian Danielson <laughs> versus CM Punk? Don't toy with my emotions, Rob. Do not toy like, with my emotions. I mean, besides jizzing in your pants, what else are you going to do? Like, It'll be the final countdown to the cult of personality. You know what I'm saying? It's it's tough. It's a tough decision. I can't I can't decide. Don't make me pick. And let's just do better than that. Let's just throw in the world title. Oh, Jesus. Stop it. Stop it. You're going to have to peel me off the floor. You're going to have to peel me off the floor or off the ceiling because I'll either have passed out or I'll be through the roof. With Adam Page as, like, your special enforcer. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) now we're just getting too far. Okay? This is what I'm doing, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) No, what you're doing... Is you're buying the pay-per-view and you're buying the T-shirt. Oh, I do. I would. I, I'm almost positive that whenever it comes out, I'll have a, a one of each. I'll, I'll have one of each, sir. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll be about as much in the front row as I can be since they haven't announced any dates for, for Washington, D.C. yet. 
<laughs> Your wife would be all pissed. Stan, stop sitting on the coffee table. <laughs> Get away from the TV. It's not getting any closer. <laughs> you so broke what? three coffee tables this week. All right, so fellas, let's play a game. Let's play a game. Let's, let's play a game. Right? Okay. So you mentioned tickets. Tickets. Right? Tickets, please. And you also mentioned DC. Yes, sir. Right? So I'm not sure how much y'all have kept track of this new AEW crate that's shipping in October. But, but randomly, randomly inserted are two golden tickets. That would give you two front row seats to any dynamite of your choice. Now, the question is, who's not going? (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I was going to say, who are you taking should you win? But I like Rob's question a little bit better. Who's not going? Who's not going? Well, if it's Stan's ticket, Brian's not going. If it's Brian's ticket, Stan's not going. And if it's my ticket, neither one of y'all are going. Damn. Brian, how do you feel about that, buddy? We're just going to leave each other out in the cold? No, I'll take one of y'all, but I'll let y'all fight about it. Uh, (laughs) Is it with or without weapon? We're not playing freaking uh, uh, Anchorman here. <laughs> I'm not Where everybody the shows up with some <laughs> some weapon. Yeah, we're not doing I'm that. Let's try it. <laughs> yeah. So now now let's let's test their friendship like it's never been tested before. So all the mind. fights we had, all the disagreements. Now boils down to you hold two golden tickets, and who are you taking? And Stan will take me, Brian will take me, and Stan can stay home, and Brian can stay home, and then (laughs) if it's me, I will take... My son. He got real quiet real fast. I'll take... Boop. (laughs) We gotta go! Uh, you know, um, damn, that's hard to say. You know what I would probably try to do? No lie, I would try to find the third ticket. I would try to buy the third ticket. Oh, for, you would try and spring for a third front row ticket? Yeah, I would. Knowing that, knowing that they're not going to be, well, I appreciate that. That's, that's because good looking Because here's the thing, like, oh, I, know that, I, I know that my wife's not a big AEW fan. Like, she likes some of it. She watches it if I force her, but she wouldn't want to go. And to me, it would be – to me, honestly, it would be like, well, damn, who do I choose? So I'd be like, well, all right, well, let's see if – I would at least try, and then I guess I would flip a coin if I couldn't successfully acquire the third ticket. So this would come down to a coin flip. <laughs> yeah, 50-50 booking, baby, all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I am the winner. That's great. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, That's fantastic. Okay, well let's let's what let's up you, the ante Brian? here. What's that? Hold on, let's hear what Stan wants to up the ante to. So, 
after we let Brian answer who he would take, because we're going to let him answer that. Don't think we let him off the hook. Then it would be, okay, which which Dynamite episode do you go to? And your choices are the debut of CM Punk, the debut of Brian Danielson. I have another beer. I know, right? I haven't had any, I promise. Or a championship match featuring Kenny Omega and the debut of Okada. Yeah, but so my choice is simple. I'm not paying for a hotel in Chicago or Jacksonville or Las Vegas or like D.C., Baltimore, Charlotte, maybe. Yeah, there would be a lot of expense to go to to Chicago. Yeah, going going west past Chicago would get exponentially more expensive. That's going to be true. Well, now, you got to think that you're not only paying for hotel rooms in Chicago, but you also you can't go to Chicago and not go to the pro wrestling tea store. Mm-hmm. So my answer is simple then, and there's pretty you're laying out the parameters. And there's some pretty kick-ass comic book stores in Chicago too. Okay, my answer is simple. The first person that comes up with hotel and airfare, we will go to whatever dynamite you so choose. See right there, that's Brian Vincent using the old noodle right there. That's pretty smart. I can't disagree with him on that. That's smart. That's smart. Because you figure, you figure front row tickets are probably what five hundred if you get them from the mm-hmm. Ticketmaster, fifteen hundred if you buy them from a scalper. Okay, so I'm on VividSeats.com right now. Okay, mm-hmm. let's look at. Well, I think this is sold out, but I'm going to go ahead and look anyway. Dynamite. Not Dynamite, Rampage on the 13th. I can look up floor seats. 272 is the highest price. 486, excuse me, in the second row. So Brian's probably right. 500-ish. Maybe six. Now let's, let's, let's put this in proper perspective. As they continue to tour, if the world continues in the current trend, more and more stuff gets opened up. The debuts of Punk, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, and I still feel like New Japan is coming in. I mean, we've already seen the teaser with Tanahashi, so it's feasible that we could see Okada. Okay, now you know your box office is going to get more expensive because your scalpers are going to get involved. So that value of that ticket gets even bigger. Plus, you know darn well that golden ticket is going to have some other perks. <clears throat> yes. That's what I'm waiting for, is to see if it has other perks. Not to say I'll get it or, or anything. You know what I mean? Like a yeah, meet and greet yeah, yeah. or a Backstage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because AEW, they, they're great about those types of giveaways. Like, they're great about those kinds of moments for fans. So I could see that happening. So the the stakes get raised even more because, all right, let's say because it is expensive to go to the West Coast. Let's say none of us can afford to go. What ticket has the higher value? But but to me, I mean, 
I'm not necessarily going to sit here and say I would pull the trigger on the first show that got close. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I wouldn't want to invest, but so much into it as far as like. All right, let's say Okada does show up, but it's in Los Angeles, right? Well, the, the the mere fact of having to fly out there, money for airfare, hotels, you know you're not just going to stay, you know, Wednesday to Thursday. You're going to take a few few other days. Would be too astronomical. So, to me, it would have to be within, uh, what was Charlotte, eight hours? Is that about right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Now, the East Coast is a little bit easier because to get a ticket to an airline ticket to, say, Jacksonville, which is roughly a two-and-a-half-hour flight maybe, is not that is not that hard. It's not that expensive. But I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd venture too much past, you know, Tennessee, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina because I got a place to stay. Um, I would go up north, say maybe as maybe as far as New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's probably about it. I, I don't think I'd venture too far past that. You also got to think, like you said, Brian. Like if you're going to go so places, your free tickets are now going to cost you a couple grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like so your whole thing. Hey, I got free tickets to go, but I'm still going to spend as much, if not more. That I would at a semi-local one right. just to be able to go here, you know, because the seats are free, but ain't nothing else free. <laughs> right. And right now, your average cost to fly from here to L.A. is probably, what, 500 bucks? Yeah. yeah, whereas I think you could get to Jacksonville on about 100 bucks, maybe, wow. give or take, depending on the day. And you just, and if you play it right, like if it's any dynamite, you know, you can, all right, where's all out this year? Where's double or nothing going to be? You know, like mm-hmm. now that they're traveling, you know, you could get that dynamite after the pay-per-view, you know? Right, which typically mm-hmm. has, you know, just as many surprises as any other night. Although it really is hard. There's not really a formula for predicting how AEW handles debuts. They're, they're pretty slick. Where the hell is Reggie? <clears throat> Hey, let's identify real quick just the 50-50 booking at its finest. Who won the last match, Rob? Keith Lee. Keith Lee. <laughs> Clean out in of the here. middle of the ring with the spirit bomb. <laughs> oh, my God. Look, I love Keith Lee. I like Karrion Cross, but come on. Let's just destroy that man. Like, Cross right now, if he doesn't lose to Samoa Joe, what are you doing? You, you, you yeah, know, but, he doesn't have momentum. He has none. Right. But if he loses, you realize he's going to the main roster. And right now, he is a 33% winner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One yes. out of every three matches. I, I realize, and, and it's not just um, Vince that said this, but a lot of folks in, in – WWEville have said, you know, wins and losses don't matter. But the truth of the matter is it really does. Like, no, obviously we're not expecting somebody to go on a Goldberg streak nowadays. I just don't know that it'll happen. 
But the reality is, if you make people believe in your wins and losses, that's when it matters. That's when people pay to see something happen. It's why 1.1 million people are tuning in on Wednesdays versus the, I don't know what Raw's rating was last Monday, but I know that it was lower than the week prior. There's, it well, doesn't... Also, you got to stop with the booking of, you know, so-and-so doesn't win the title, so now somebody can go cuffs walk like you like Goldberg or someone like that. They just walk up. I'm challenging. You, it's my belt. Right. You ain't done nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be that you had the Intercontinental belt and then you moved up. You know, you kind of moved up and then you lost your belt, but then you took a little time off. It wasn't like, you know, Bobby Lashley losing the United States title and immediately coming out going, I want that. Uh, you couldn't even hold on to the one you got, dude. But um, I guess we're supposed to forget about all that. So, Well, they want you to even forget that Karen Cross is the NXT champion on Tuesday nights, but turns around on Mondays and just looks foolish. Like, I mean, to me, that's going to that's going to take the sheen off of Karen Cross. I don't know if tomorrow night's NXT is taped or not. I don't think it actually is. If it's if I'm Samoa Joe and I don't comment on the ineffectiveness of carrying cross on Mondays in a promo, I feel like I've failed. You have to identify that elephant in the room. Now, granted, don't get me wrong. That's my thought process. That is not the creative thought process of those above, because clearly they're going to say, nope, you can't say that. But the truth is, if you get in a, in a city, a setting like that. You have to get into your opponent's head, and how are you going to make somebody believe it unless you just really you're going to talk to me about winning and losing? You you haven't beaten anybody. You lost to Keith Lee. You lost to Jeff Hardy. I mean, this would have to be how that plays out. Just from a creative standpoint, you have to go there, but they're not gonna. They're not going to identify it. They should send. They should send Jeff Hardy to NXT and have him fight for the title. Oh my God, that'd be hilarious. <sighs> Hopefully Jeff Hardy gets well soon, by the way. We do know that he's out with COVID, but um, that would be hilarious. <laughs> uh, you know, as we get ready to close this evening, um, I wanted to take just a few seconds here and send my thoughts out to the Wicked Nemesis. Um, nobody goes through uh, loss and things like that and challenges in a way that they want to expect them or prepare for them. And I can only imagine the kind of heartache and heartbreak he's going through right now as he uh, announced the passing of, uh, of Angie Nemesis. Um, and I, I mean, having only gone through my first anniversary with my wife yesterday, I, I'm not, I can't fathom how it would feel. So, uh, you know, publicly and out of respect for Mr. Nemesis, Wicked Nemesis, I just want you to know, sir, that, our thoughts here at corner to corner are with you. Um, and you know, it's just a horrible thing to see happen. You didn't have to tell the, tell all of your, your fans and friends and colleagues, but you did. And for that, you know, we just want to pass along our thoughts to you and uh, hope nothing but the best for you and your family. That is, uh, 
just kind of a kind of a selfish moment on my part. I wanted to to share that, but ain't uh, selfish. That ain't selfish. Hate to I hate to see that happen. Um, the interaction I had with uh, Angie was always positive. I want to talk about somebody that understood the industry and was in in his corner. Uh, damn, yeah, that that was her. <clears throat> Uh, next week we are uh, on schedule, still scheduled to stay on Mondays. We are getting closer to um, to SummerSlam as well as Brian and Impact's Homecoming is happening. I think they're airing it this weekend. Um, Homecoming was there? last weekend. I mean. Oh, okay. So we'll we'll review results of that next week because um, I'm going to pull that up and see if I can get us potentially some access to watch it um we've got aew homecoming this week which i don't know of the match layout yet but there's a lot of talk that they may actually announce the signing of cm punk this week we do have malachi black and cody this week so that i can recall um oh and uh, lee johnson versus miro i'm, I'm sure that hey hey you leave lee johnson alone <laughs> he's an up and comer yeah yeah and Miro's gonna bend him in half but <laughs> that's what God wanted he's gonna he, he's gonna make he's gonna make Lee's head touch Lee's toes backwards listen that's you heard Miro yep, vengeful God and he, a double jointed wife that's it <laughs> that's who he was faded in front of him uh, sorry Lee um, but yeah, we do know, by the way, before I, we sign off, I did want to mention this, uh, John Moxley and a mystery opponent will be taking on the good bro- mystery tag partner, excuse me, mystery tag partner, Moxley and a mystery tag partner will be taking on the good brothers at New Japan. Get excited. Yeah. That, that could be worth trying to find a way to check out. You All know right. what it is. New Japan's trying to take my $5 again. Well, you, they're not not to mention they're also trying to uh, sucker you in with another potential uh, Mox and uh, Callahan type moment. They're so dirty. <laughs> Catch up with Rob on Twitter at Rob Hefner C two C at RDHUWP on the Instagram. Brian is at Vlad Dragul C two C on Twitter, and Brian Taylor on Facebook. Catch me at Stan Grub everywhere and the radio show here, C2C Radio Show on Twitter and Corner to Corner Wrestling Show on Facebook. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We're seeing a great uptick in downloads, so we thank you for your support. Tell your friends, tell your family. Corner to and corner. drink your Mountain Dew. <laughs> and drink your Ovaltine. No, wait. <laughs> we'll catch up with you next week. Until next time, have a great night, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 